0: morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Farley Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Thank you guys for joining in, guess what, on my morning Bible study time with the Lord. I have to ask the question because, you know, I just gotta know. Which way are you going? Are you going God's way or are you going your own way you know i had to ask that question you know i had to i had to i had to um, proverbs 14 and 12 tells us he said there is a way that seemeth right but to a man but the end thereof is death is your way god's way or are you going your own way Well, we're getting back to deal with this, but we're going to pray first. You guys already know we're going to pray first. Father God, we thank you for being in the midst of us. You said where two or three are joined together. There you are. So I thank you right now, Lord God, for being in the midst of us. Father, we come before you today, acknowledging you in all our ways, asking, Father, that you lead, guide, and direct our path. Before uh, We're not here to rebel against you. We're here to surrender to you. Therefore, Father, we ask, we say to you today, this day, not our will, not our way, not our wants, but Lord, let your will be done in our lives again today. Lead God and direct us in Jesus name we pray. And uh, give us ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying, eyes to see, a heart to receive and a heart to believe what the word of the Lord is saying to us. And Father, we ask you for wisdom in advance, Lord God. We ask you for wisdom in advance, Lord God. Wisdom to do what we hear. Wisdom to do what we hear. Excuse me about that, but I'm glad it did it because I'm getting ready to catch it in time. One moment, please. Okay, so we're getting ready to to dig in. Which way are you going? Are you going your way? Are you headed in your way? Are you doing what you want? Or are you doing what God wants? You know I had to ask the question. Okay, Proverbs 14 and 12. If you have your Bibles, pull it out. Pull up your podcast, iCat, whatever it is you got, iPad, whatever. It says Proverbs 14 and 12. There is a way that seemed right to a man, but the end thereof is death. Are you going the right way? Is the way, you say, well, how can you tell if you're going the right way? Well, according to the word of God, John 14, 16, Jesus said, he answered, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except he comes through me. So the way we can tell that we're going the right way is if if the way is in line with what God's words say. This is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Once you become born again and you ask the Lord to come into your heart and you become born again. Ezekiel tells us, he says he takes that stony heart out and he gives us a heart of flesh. Isn't that just like God? You know, there's nothing new under the sun. He, tra- he did the first open heart surgery when he took that heart of stone out and, and gave us a heart of flesh, right? So what God does when we accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and say we become born again, we, we begin to feel convicted by the things that we do. Some of the things that we used to do before maybe didn't bother us. But once you accept Jesus Christ, now you begin to get convicted when you cuss. You know what I'm saying? Before you can curse like a soldier and, and, and don't feel anything. But when she become born again, the conviction of God, the Holy Spirit will begin to convict you or correct you to let you know that that behavior is the wrong way. So uh, Romans tells us, he said, those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God, right? So Romans 8 and 14, it says, for those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. So the spirit of God, this is how he leads and guides us. Uh he he, with, he guides us with his rod and his staff. That's how he guides us, right? He, he he calls he maketh us to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth us beside the still waters. Uh what is that? Psalms 23. He guides us with his rod and his staff. He guides guides us with his word into through correction, through conviction. So if you're doing something if you have to lie, cheat, steal, or kill to get it, know that it's not God. Because Jesus tells us in John 10, 10, that he is the good shepherd. And he comes that we might have life and life more abundantly. But it's the thief who cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. So we know we, anything that's contrary to the word of God, anything that's contrary to the way of God, anything that's contrary to the will of God, is not God. If it's not good, it's not God. And let me put a stamp on that too. It's every good and perfect gift comes from God. Because every gift is not good. It may look good, but it's not good. A gift that has strings attached to it is not a good gift. In other words, a gift that comes to you that says, hey, if I do this for you, you're going to have to do this for me. That's not a God gift. And that's not a good gift. Because God's gift, does not have strings attached to it. It's not going to leave you feeling like you're obligated to a person. We are obligated to the Lord Jesus Christ because we must lose our life in order to find our life, right? In other words, we must give up our way for God's way in order to find the, the way, right? The, because as long as we're bent on doing what we want to do, we're holding on to our will, to our way, and to our won't, which is causing us, it's leading us to death. It's not going to lead us towards God because when we live a lifestyle opposite to Christ, then we're living a lifestyle of sin, which is the wages of sin is spiritual death, right? It's going to separate us from him. We're not going to be able to sense his presence. And every time we rebel against God, what it does is it's causing it causes our heart to become hard. That's a dangerous place to be in. So the word of God say, harden not your heart. Okay, so when conviction comes, that's the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that God chastised those that he loved, right? In other words, he's going to correct you. You're not going to feel comfortable doing that anymore. (laughs) say, what's wrong with me? I used to can do this, and I used to can lie, cheat, steal, do all these other kind of stuff, manipulate, fast-talk people. But now I feel kind of bad when I do that. I I feel convicted. What's wrong with me? Well, that's the Holy Spirit letting you know that that's not the way. That's not God's way. Remember, there is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof is death. As born-again believers... We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. As he's like our compass. And he's here to lead, guide, and to direct us. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you as an orphan. Meaning, I'm not going to leave you alone. And so that's why I'm saying when that orphan spirit comes, you can remind, you can speak to it and says no. You can speak the promises of God to it. And the promises of God says that my, Jesus said he would never leave me nor forsake me. This is how we counterattack the activity of the de- of the devil. We are in a spiritual war. We're in a word war. Okay, So every time we decide to do what God wants instead of doing what we want, which is our flesh, um, we're going to, you know, in the beginning, we're going to feel some conflict because the flesh wants to do the things it used to do before accepting Christ and the spirit is willing and it wants to do what God wants. So this is, this is this inner turmoil that the Apostle Paul talks about in the book of Romans. I believe it's Romans 5. He's talking about, you know, when I want to do good, it's like evil is always present. Yes, the devil is always present when you want to do good because he he's there to stop us from doing what God wants us to do. God is good, okay? That's not just a religious slang. God really is good. And every good and perfect gift, the gifts that have no strings attached. Those gifts that, have you ever took a gift and you automatically knew that by taking this gift, it made you feel like you was obligated to the other person. That's not a good gift. That gift has strings attached to it. It has a spirit attached to it. And even though the person is saying, oh no girl, you don't have to pay me back. You can feel it. You sense it by the Holy Spirit that what they're saying is not true. That gift is going to come back and bite you. So beware of men bearing gifts too because not all gifts are good gifts the bible tells us okay so um so how do we know once again i'm coming back to how do we know when we're following god's way the question is are you following your way or are you following god's way when we follow our way in other words doing what we want it's going to lead to death. It's going to cause spiritual separation from the Lord. It's going to cause, open the door to the devil in our lives. That's what that does. Okay, because what we're doing when we're living contrary to what God is saying, then that means we're doing what the devils wants us to do. The Bible teaches us, yes, this is an elementary principle of the doctrine, but we're going to have to start back to the beginning because some of us have been prematurely promoted based upon friendship, based upon gifts you can have a gift and not have any character (laughs) why is this because the gifts come from God in order to develop character we're going to have to go through some stuff the Bible says that tribulations work with patience and patience is what's going to produce the character of Christ in our lives so I like to tell people we must have character to go with the call We can operate in the gift and not have any character. And you see this in people too. This is why Jesus said you'll know them by their fruit. He never said you'll know people by their gifts or their call. He said you're going to know them by their fruit. Because why is this? Because the gifts and callings, they are without repentance, the Bible tells us. And they come from God. The gifts come from God. This is why when the disciples came back to Jesus, uh, excited that they were able to cast out devils, Jesus said to them, you don't you don't need to be rejoicing because you cast out a devil but you need to be rejoicing because your name is written in the lamb book of life. Why did he say this? Because it was his spirit, it was his spirit that cast out the devil. The devils came out because of the authority that he had gave them. It was because of his name, it was because of the holy spirit that the demons had to leave. It's not by might nor by power but it's by God's spirit saith the Lord. It's not by our own strength or our own ability that we're able to do anything that God asks us to do. The Holy Spirit will anoint us and grace us to do whatever it is that God has asked us to do. Yes, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And that scripture is for us today. How many of you know we? that scripture is for us today? That scripture is to all believers, even though he was talking to, to the Apostle Paul. And he was talking about being content in whatsoever state he's in. That scripture is still for us today. That is the promise of God to all the saints. That promise is not just to the apostle Paul. That promise is to every believer. What does that promise mean? It said, I can do all things through, because of the Holy Spirit that's living down on the inside of me. He is the one that's strengthening me, right? The Bible teaches us and tells us it's in him that we live move, and have our being. Even though, when we're reading the word, even though the scripture might be like Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, for I know the plans I have for you, good, not evil to prosper you, bless you, bringing the great success. Yes, he was speaking to Jeremiah, but that's to us too. Why is this? Because that's who God is. God is good. The plans that God have for you, are good and not evil to bless you to cur- and not to curse you to cause to prosper you and to bring into great success so don't let anyone try to tell you that just because they were saying it to that person that it's not for you the word of god is the inspired, it was god breathed. okay and so some of the promises of god are for us also i greater is he that's within me than he that's within the world It doesn't matter what text that scripture was in, that scripture is to the body of Christ. Why is this? Because what that scripture means is that the spirit of the living God that's on the inside of us. See, we know a lot of scriptures and we're well versed, but we have to get some understanding because without understanding of the word, the devil's able to come and steal it. And we can't have faith in something that we don't understand. So in all our getting, wisdom is the principal thing, but in all our getting, we got to get some understanding. So when we, some of those Bible verses that we know, we really need to go back and look it up and say, Lord, what does this mean? I'm telling you, I ask people, what does this mean? And they can't tell you what it means. They can say the scripture. But they don't know what it means. So, yes, we have to return back to the Bible. We have to go back to the elementary principles of the doctrine so we can be rooted and grounded in the word of God. Because as we approach these end times, we know they're going to be false prophets, false preachers, false teachers. And, um, and if we're caught up in the glamour and the glitz and the charisma. That's kind of stuff will put us to sleep but I don't know about you, but my spirit is on high alert. You know, the apostle Paul says I'm set for the defense of the gospel. So when someone is preaching, teaching or whatever, I don't care who it is because I'm not into people. Okay. I'm not into people. I'm listening for the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm listening for the entire time. I'm not going to be entertained. I'm not for any of that. I take the word of God very seriously and we should handle the things of God very skillfully. Okay, so I'm listening to what you say. The minute someone says that God says instantly my Holy Ghost ears or radars is up because my discernment is very keen and it doesn't matter who it is, what your title is. I'm not into people, okay? I'm looking for Jesus. I'm a God seeker. I'm a God uh, chaser, okay? So if you say that God said it, I don't care what your title, how long you've been saved, none of that. If you said to me that God said something, the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, the Bible tells us that we have an unction from the Holy One. This is what the Word says. That we have an unction from the Holy One that knoweth all things. Therefore, you have no need of a teacher. He's not saying that we don't need a person to teach us. But what he's saying is is that the Holy Spirit that's in us, he will let us know. His Spirit will bear witness with us, not to just let us know we are children of God, but the Holy Spirit, that unction, the Holy Spirit, he will lead and guide and direct us And all to. He'll let you know something about it ain't quite right. You know, even as a baby Christian, You know, I might didn't know the exact verse, but the Holy Spirit said something's off with, you know, the radar comes up. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, his job is to he's the teacher. Okay, his job is to lead God and direct us into everything that's true. Right. The Holy Spirit, Jesus left the Holy Spirit in the earth when he gave up the ghost. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is here to teach us, to guide us and to lead us and direct us. into everything is true. It's so important that you as an individual get in the word of God for yourself, because the best meals are going to be the ones that you make, because when you make the meal, you're going to put all the seasonings in it that you like. Right. That's why I was telling my husband, it doesn't matter how healthy you think you're eating when you're going out. You, you don't have no control over the seasonings that they put in that food. You don't even know the seasonings that they put in that food. There might be greens and greens are healthy for you, but because they put salt in the greens or too much sugar in the greens or whatever it is they put in there because you can't control the ingredients. You're just there eating it and you're saying, oh, this is healthy for you. Yes, greens are healthy for you, but not when someone has put a whole bunch of salt in it or whatever, I'm just using that for an illustration to say, the best meals you're going to ever make is the ones that you and the Lord sit down and make together. So what are you talking about? I'm talking about feasting on the word of God, tasting for yourself to see that the Lord is good. The Bible say taste and see for the Lord is good. Now, the only way we can taste it, can't nobody taste the word for us. We have to taste it for ourselves. So how do we taste the word of God for ourselves? We have to get in here and we have to begin to read the word and study the word and say, Holy Spirit, show me, tell me, Father, what does this mean? You told me to ask you for wisdom. You said, if I ask you for wisdom, I'm telling you now that the Lord has given us permission to ask him for wisdom. So when we don't know something, He said, I will give it to you. I'm not going to rebuke you. I'm not going to correct you, you know, make you feel ashamed because you had to come and ask me for whatever it is you need to know. Ask me. I'm not going to, I'm going to give you wisdom. I want you to know. How many of you know that your heavenly father our Abba father, God wants us to know whatever it is we need to know the same. He's not withholding anything that's good from us. He gave us his only begotten son. What else is there that he will not freely give us? So you this is not elementary, but we do have to go back to the basics because some people have been some people have been promoted based upon their gifts. Some people have been promoted based upon their friendship and they're no bit no more bit anointed or no they're just straight up carnal mind. So the Bible says that the carnal mind is, is an enmity against God. What is the carnal mind? I'm sorry I don't have the scriptures, but I'm in my car teaching right now. The carnal mind, but look it up. It, the Bible, it's a verse says that the carnal mind is enmity against God. Google it. Use your voice, Google, it, and it'll pull up the verse. The carnal mind is an unrenewed mind. It's a mind, because see what happens is when we get born again, our spirit gets born again. But our mind has to be renewed. Remember Romans 12 and 2. NLT says, "Uh, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you um, into a new person by changing the way you think. This is the NLT version. King James says, be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Here it says... um, Uh, Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That's Romans 12. Read Romans 12, 1 and 2. Read that. Those go together. Okay. So we have to change our way of thinking to change our way of living. So if we're going the wrong way, then that's not God's way. If the way that we're headed is not causing us to have peace because God leads by way of peace. He said, the peace that I give you is not as like the world give you, but the peace that God gives you is past all understanding. You can't even understand yourself, how you can be peaceful in the midst of chaos. He tells us, he said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, Philippians four and six, Philippians four and six NLT. we say God lead by way of peace. If the way you're going is not causing you to have peace, then it's not God's way. Cause God is, Jesus is peace. He is peace. God is peace. He is our peace. Right? Romans four and six, NLT says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceed anything you, you heard from me and And see me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Uh, uh, um, King James says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Just let your requests be made known unto God. Then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will cover our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You know, the Bible says when I was a child, I thought as a child, but when I can't and I acted like a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. So as we begin to grow in our faith, we have to change our way of thinking to change our way of living. When you get born again, you don't, your, your spirit becomes new and God gives you a heart filled with his heart, his desires and so the conflict is that my flesh is still alive. So my flesh wants to do what it wants to do, but the spirit of the Lord inside of me is urging me to do something different. And so the flesh, flesh and the spirit, what I want is warring against what God wants. <laughs> my will is warring against God's will, and that's the flesh and the spirit. So are you doing what you want? Are you going your way, or are you going God's way? I'm just stopping here for a second to give you a chance to answer that, to think about that. God's way is always going to be in line with God's word. The Holy Spirit is going to convict us. He's going to convince us. Jesus said, I didn't come in the world to condemn the world, but to convict or to convince the world that they are in need of a savior. He chastised those he loved. He he, um, he chastises us by his conviction when we don't feel like, when we we don't feel right doing what we're doing. Proverbs 29, 18 says, without revelation, people runs wild. But one who follows divine instructions will be happy. Or a man without a vision casts off restraints and just runs wild. So when we don't know the will of God, we 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 cannot know the word of God without knowing the will of God. In order to know God's good, acceptable, and perfect will, according to Romans 12 and 2, we have to renew our mind. We have to change our mindset to change where we're at. In order to change the direction that we're headed in, we have to find out what is the counsel of God concerning the Word. Let's pull down a mindset stronghold. A lot of people think um, the world's law is contrary to God's law. Okay, God said, Jesus said, don't you know that to be friends with the world makes you an enemy of God? So what are you saying? When we're we're picking what the world say over what the word say, then we're choosing the world's way over God's way. What is the world's way? Okay, the world says if you've been living with someone for a long time, that's your wife, but that's not what the word says. Okay, that is not your wife. That is not your wife. To be married, you must be married. And then to to get a divorce, you have to get... The only way you can get a divorce is if you're married. So if you're with someone and you don't have to get a divorce, that's because you're not married. Okay. We're not talking... God does not acknowledge common law marriage. That's the world's way. Okay. Okay. That's a trickery of the enemy to try to make us live in fornication, which is sex outside of marriage and to feel okay and to justify that behavior. I'm sorry about the birds, but I'm sitting outside in my car, but to justify those wrong behaviors to make us, but really to cause us to live contrary to God's way. So are we going our way or are we going God's way? There is a way that seem right unto a man, but the end thereof is death. It's not going to lead you towards God. The Bible say that the way of the transgressor is hard. Look it up. Google it. Say that. Say it like that. The way of the transgressor and it'll pull up the scripture. The way of the sinner is hard. Why? So we as believers should not be saying stuff like this. Yeah. yet. Yeah. The thing that make it hard is your flesh. The only thing that's suffering when we decide to do what God wants is our flesh. What am I saying by that? What I'm saying is whenever I ke- we don't get to do what we want to do, it causes our, us to suffer. But the spirit is okay. Let that flesh suffer. Remember, the apostle Paul tells us in the Bible to, that we must crucify our flesh daily. Why is this? Because every day we get up, our will wakes up. We have a choice. Love is choice, not force. So God gave us a choice. He said, I set before you this day. Life, death, blessings, and curses. And guess what? We get to choose. So every time we do what God asks us to do, we're choosing God's way. Okay? And every time we don't do what God say, then we're choosing our flesh way and the devil's way. The devil manifests himself through the works of our flesh. Galatians 5, 19, 20, 21, 22. It talks about the fruits of the spirit and the works of the flesh. When you get a chance, read this. But these are the manifestations of the flesh. The Holy Spirit manifests himself through the fruits of the spirit. Patience, love, kindness, gentleness. Galatians 5, 19, 20, 21. Please read that. Okay. It's so important that we get in the Word of God and we learn it for ourselves. God is not trying to withhold anything from us. Let me see if I got time. Galatians 5, 22, um, 19. Let me me start at Galatians 5, 16 through 26. It's going to be a minute. I'm going to go fast. It's Christian Standard Version. It says, I say, then walk by the spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. So how do we walk in the spirit? When we walk in love, we walk in the spirit because see the Bible tells us that love is the fulfillment of the law in Romans, right? So what is the law? The law is do not kill, steal the 10 commandments, whatever, right? So guess what though? When we walk in love, we're not going to, guess what? We're not going to lie, cheat, steal, kill, fornicate. We're not going to do any of those things when we walk in love. Love is the fulfillment of the law. So walk in the spirit, walk in love, be led by the Holy Spirit. God is love, right? And those that worship him must worship him in spirit. God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit truth. So he says, walk in the spirit and you won't uh, carry out the desires of the flesh. Because when we walk in love, we're not going to, we're, we're going to automatically be keeping the law. We're not going to be lying, cheating, stealing, killing, fornicating. We're not going to be walking in the flesh. When we walk in the spirit, we're not going to walk in the flesh. When we walk in love, we're not going to fulfill the desires of our flesh. When we walk in love, then we are abiding in God and God is abiding in us, right? This is how we know when we, when, when we, when we walk in love, God abides in us and we abide in God. That's what John tells us. Right, And the way we express God in the earth to others is by walking in the love of God. That's how they see the God in us. Because God is love. Remember this, right? So God is love. And love overcomes evil. Okay, so Galatians 5, 16, 17. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit. The flesh, is, the flesh wants what it wants. What the flesh wants, in other words, what we want is opposite to what God wants. What our flesh, our flesh, the human body, spirit, the, the flesh man. See, our soul, we're sp- three part beings, spirit, soul, and body. And when we don't renew our mind, our soul, then our soul is going to want to do contemplation. Lip- Contrary to what the spirit wants because the body do what the mind tell it to. Right? This is why we have to renew our mind. Romans twelve, one and two. Write these scriptures down. Rewind this. You can rewind this podcast. So you can get these Bible studies of uh, these Bible scriptures and go in and research it yourself. Okay? So Romans uh uh Galatians four seventeen it says for the flesh desire what is against the spirit, and the spirit desire what is opposite what's against the flesh these are opposite to each other so they so that you don't do what you want right because the flesh wants to do what it wants and the spirit is willing it wants to do what god wants but if you are verse 18 galatians 4 and 18 but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law right so when we walk in love we're not under the law love is the fulfillment of of the law, we've been redeemed from the curse. Cursed is he that hangeth on a tree. When Jesus hung on the tree, he took care of the curse of the law. He became a curse. He who knew no sin became sin, so that we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When Jesus died, he he put us in right standings with God. His death redeemed us from not just hell, but it redeemed us from the curse, and it caused us to be put in right standings with with the Father. Because we owed a debt that we could not pay, um, this is what Corinthians tell us, right? Therefore, our body is not our own. We've been bought with the price, and it's been was the precious blood of Jesus. So let me get back in here. So um, the, uh, Galatians four and 19, 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. This is it's so important that we we're, we're led by the Spirit so we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh now 19 says now the works of the flesh are obvious these are the manifestations of our flesh okay sexual morality more um more impurity promiscuity idolatry sorcery hatred strife jealousy outbursts of rage selfish ambition dissension fractions envy drunkenness carousing and anything else anything similar I'm warning you about these things as I warned you before that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But now verse 22, 5, Galatians 5, 22. Now, let me go back. The works of the flesh was those things I just read. Those are the manifestations of the flesh. The devil manifests himself through the works of our flesh. Okay, so when we're not acting Christ-like, when we're acting like Galatians 5 19 20, that means we're not walking in the spirit but we're walking in the flesh and we're allowing the devil to have his way in our lives we're allowing the devil to manifest himself through our flesh through idolatry sorcery witchcraft tarot cards palm readers soothsayers astrologers And anything else, bitterness, unforgiveness, envy, anything else that's contrary to who God is not. God is good. So if it's not good, it's not God. We have to be able to discern. So we have to be able to distinguish what's good and what's evil, right? Isn't that what we teach our kids? We're trying to teach our kids to discern or to distinguish good from evil and right from wrong. And this is what the Holy Spirit is there for to help us to distinguish. This is not my God. This is not our Father. This is contrary to who He is. This is demonic. This is God. Okay. So we know we're walking in the We we'll know we're walking in the flesh. Read Galatians five nineteen through twenty one. And anything else is contrary to what God says. Okay. Now Galatians five twenty two. We're gonna, we're getting ready to narrow this down. And know this too. It's not about trying to keep the law because love is the fulfillment of the law. The Bible say that Jesus did not come to do away with the law, right? Cause the law is good. It helps us to know what's right and what's wrong. Right. In other words, if it wasn't against the law to run a red light, then we wouldn't be breaking any laws. But since we thank God for the law that tells us you cannot run this red light. It's there to protect us. Right. So, Um, because there is a law against it when we run it we break the law but Jesus said I come and and I'm not talking about natural laws I'm talking about Deuteronomy and the Ten Commandments and the laws that he gave Moses it's not about us trying to keep each and every individual law because if you break one law you broke the whole entire law so to sum it up love is the fulfillment of the law love sums up the law because like I said when we walk in love we're not going to uh commit sexual morality, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, all this kind of stuff. When we don't walk in love, then we're walking in the flesh. And those are the things that were some of the things that we're going to be walking in. So if you want to know, this is a good place to distinguish. What is God's will? What is God's way? Galatians 5, 19, through 26, read that. And so when you find yourself doing any of that stuff, there's no condemnation. But it's just a guideline to let you know. Oh, no, because we're still learning because we are. Trust me, we are. I I don't care how long you've been saved. If all you've been getting is entertainment and not no good teaching trust me, we need to go back to the elementary principles of the doctrine of Christ, because like I said, we're well versed, and just because we know a Bible verse does not mean we know what it means. So I like to ask the question, there's no condemnation, but we have got to get back to the Word of God, because as we approach the end times, we're going to have false teachers, false preachers, false You know, we're so used to entertainment, we want our toes tickled, but we're not paying attention to what's being taught, and so the devil is rocking us asleep, saying things that's contrary to what God is saying. But it sounds good, you know, oh, God won't, uh, Lord, don't pass me by. You know, you be careful with the songs, too, because you can sing a lie as well as you can tell a lie. As believers, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of us, okay? So he's not passing us by anywhere. OK, the spirit of the living God is on the inside of us. God is everywhere at the same time. But we got these religious things that we sing. Listen to the, the lyrics of today's songs. Listen to what you're singing, because you can sing a lot as well as you can tell a lie. And that's that. I mean, we're to dis- discern and judge everything, not the person, but the spirit. How many of you know that we're speaking spirits? The real us is the spirit. It's the spirit that giveth life. Remember, we're three part beings, spirit, soul, and body. The real us is a spirit. That's why when a person ceased to live, the only thing that's left behind is the empty body. Why? Because what causes the body to die? When the spirit that gave life left, that's what caused the person to die. That's the real us. The body is going to go back to dirt from which, which it came. Right? That's why you look in a coffin, you see uh, nothing but dirt. So if you're not a believer, know that that the word of God is true because it tells us that we're gonna go back to dirt. That's what we came from, and that's what we're going back to. But the spirit giveth life, it's the spirit that's going to lead the body. So the real us is the spirit man. So we're speaking spirits. The real us is the spirit. When we got born again, it wasn't our flesh that got saved, the body, it was the spirit. Okay. He he gave us a heart transplant. He took the stony heart out, the heart filled with sin. And he gave us his heart of flesh, Ezekiel tells us, filled with his heart desires. And that's why when you get born again for real, your desires change. And those things that you used to do, you don't feel right doing them anyway more. And when you still try to rebel and be rebellious and try to live a lifestyle against God, that's why you don't have peace. Because trust me, I've been on both sides of the track. You cannot have peace with God living contrary, living a lifestyle contrary to God. And I'm not talking about the world's peace. The world's peace is when everything is going good, all the bills are paid, the paycheck is in, then I'm, I'm at peace. No, God's peace, it passes all understanding. He tells us it'll cover your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. It's the peace that passes all understanding, the peace that the world cannot give you. It's the peace that that even though everything around you is in chaos, on the inside, you still have peace. That's God's peace. You say, I don't understand. How is it? I still got peace. Well, that's God's peace. And when you're when we don't have God's peace as believers, he's saying don't be anxious for anything, but through prayer, but pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Make your requests known unto God. And then uh, through prayer and supplications with thanksgiving, Philippians 4 and 6 tells us, he said, let your requests be made known unto God. And then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will cover our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we're not having peace. That's because we're not being led by the spirit of God. Or or when we begin to feel anxious, remember, that's a lack of confidence in God's love for us because perfect love, the Bible tells us, this is the scripture, perfect love cast out fear. For, for fear has to do with um, torment, okay? So you can Google that verse, perfect love cast out fear, and it'll pull up the Bible verse for you. Once again, I'm sorry I'm in the car, so I'm not able to pull up all these scriptures. I'm letting the Holy Spirit flow. Okay, it's so important that we stick with what the Word of God says so we don't start saying what we want to say. The Word of God will interpret itself. There's no private interpretations. I've sat up and hear people teach, and the Holy Spirit said they don't believe that. If you don't believe what you say, there's not going to be any anointing on it. The word of God must be released in faith. We must believe in our heart because when we when I say what I'm saying to you, I believe in my heart. It's true. I've been talking about living for the Lord for 30 years and I've slid off along the way. But I'm telling you, this is what I can tell you about when we go the wrong way, how we don't have peace with God. Because I've gone, I've slid off a few times and went the wrong way. Tried to go the wrong way, and I'm telling you, that's a miserable life to live. Because you cannot have, we cannot have God's peace living in contrary to what He He says. Okay, Galatians five and twenty two. So we we talked about the works of the flesh. When we say the works of the flesh, what we're saying is this is the devil. He manifests himself through our flesh in this way anger, envy, idolatry, sorcery, witchcraft, hatred. That's when we're yielding our members to the devil. The Bible says, whoever we yield our members to, that's who we're servant to. If we yield our members to righteousness, then we are servant of righteousness. In other words, we're doing what God wants. But if we yield, when we yield our members to unrighteousness, then we are servant of the devil. Okay, it's it's clear, it's simple, it's not complicated. Okay, Jesus said, You're going to know them by their fruit. What fruit is he talking about? He didn't say fruits, it doesn't have an S on the end. He said, You'll know them by their fruit, F R U I T. What is the fruit? The fruit is love. Because the devil cannot pretend to love. He can pretend to be patient, he can pretend to be long suffering. Why? Because he has an agenda. In order to get what he wants, he's a predator. But he cannot pretend to love. So the fruit, F-R-U-I-T, that Jesus is talking about is love. Wh- whoever does not have love does not know God. This is what John tells us. He says, Jesus, if whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in them. So the, Jesus said, you'll know them by the F-R-U-I-T. He's talking about love. Jesus said, you'll know them by love. Jesus said, you will know my disciples by the love they have for one another. Google these Bible verses that I'm telling you and you'll be able to find what I'm saying. I'm going to stick with what the word of God says, because when my opinion is not God's opinion, I'm here to tell you that my opinion is absolute wrong. We got to quit trying to make pieces fit where they don't fit. Because the word of God, there is no private interpretation of the word of God. It will interpret itself line upon line, precept upon precept. In other words, if I say something to you, I should be able to tell you, you should be able to trace it in the word of God, you should be able to go back and find it somewhere because the Holy Spirit is not going to tell you. He's only going to say what he hear his father say. He's only going to do what he see his father do. Isn't that what Jesus did when he was on the earth? He said, I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. So the word of God is the absolute truth. Don't confuse facts with the truth. There is a difference. The fact is I cut my hand, but the truth, the facts don't, uh, don't, don't cancel out the truth. The truth is by Jesus stripes, I'm still healed. You know, don't let the facts override God's truth. And we, and I'm seeing so much of this in this season, so much, but people don't want to call it what it is. They don't want to call it what it is. Okay. Um. But we have to stick with the word of God. We have to stick. It doesn't matter who's saying it. It doesn't matter who's saying it. It doesn't matter how long they've been saved. It has to line up with the word of God. Because if it's not in line with the word of God. If it's not the word of God. Then it's not God. And it, and it doesn't mean that this person is trying to be deceitful. We have a flesh. Okay. But we are going to have some false teachers trying to be deceitful. And we are going to have some false prophets trying to be deceitful. But if the prophecy is from God. It should line up with the word of God. In other words, let me give you an example. A prophet come to you and say, you're going to marry Betty's husband. Well, we know that is a false prophecy. Why? Because that's contrary to what God says. God is not an adulterer. He's, he's against adultery. I'm using that because I know this is something that we can all understand. Okay. God would never tell you to marry another person's spouse when they're married. That's contrary to the word of God. That is not the Holy Spirit speaking. So a good guideline, Galatians 5, 19 26. The whole 26. The whole book of Galatians and Romans, I love them. But this is a good guideline to see, am I walking in line with the spirit or am I walking in line with the flesh? but again the holy spirit if you're born again if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your lord and savior the holy spirit is going to convict you or to convince you um uh, he's going to chastise you to let you know this is not right this is why you're not going to have peace when you're doing stuff and you don't have peace about it that's god chastising you letting you know that's not i'm not okay with that i'm not going to give you peace doing that. When I was fornicating, I had no peace because that's contrary to what God was saying. See, God leads by way of peace. When we can live a lifestyle contrary to God's word and have peace, that's a sign of a hardened heart. This is why when we backslide, we're so miserable. Because when we backslide, in other words, when we start losing our desires for the things of God, we lose our fire for God. You'd be going to church and still reading the Bible, still teaching Sunday school and be backslidden. Why? Because backslidden is a matter of the heart. You're just going through the motions and you're quoting the verses, but really on the inside, you don't believe it anymore. Or you're living a lifestyle that's contrary to everything that you say when you're not there. When we, when we can't... This is why... The Bible says it's not good that want, that any man should teach because a teacher is desired to teach because a teacher is going to be judged stricter than anyone else because why you're 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 instructing people and you're telling them what's right what's wrong that means you know what's right and what's wrong right so you're gonna have i'm I'm gonna have to give an account of every word that I say, which is not a problem for me because I'm so convinced this is what you don't understand. I'm so convinced that my way was the wrong way. I don't want my way anymore. And the conviction of God is hand rests so heavy on my head that even when I tried to be mad for longer than 30 minutes, not even that long, it instantly he convicts me. And I know, you know, you guys, when we're living a lifestyle that's contrary to God, it puts us at odds with God. Okay, it's not that God don't love you, none of that. But what I'm saying is, the wages of sin is death. It causes us to cut off the fellowship. I mean, God is still there because God is everywhere. But it's not that God has ever left you. And we really can't leave God. But so more or less, we put our hand to the plow. He said he's he's not good with that. When you start off running from God and then you go back. It's like a dog going back to his own vomit, going back to his own ways, going back to his own lifestyle. Oh, this is too hard. What we were better in Egypt. What did you bring us out here, Moses, to die? It was easier before I accepted Christ. Well, the question is, all we have to do is yield because our flesh is like a buck wild horse, right? When we first get saved. And so we have to begin to renew our mind because change is a process. So we have to begin to read the word to see what it says about those issues that you're struggling with. Because our issues is our triggers. Um, Proverbs 4.23 said, Guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues, I-S-S-U-E-S, that's in your life. The issues are our sin issues, right? These are the things that the devil is using as our triggers. Your issues, your sin issues are your triggers. These are the things he's using to try to pull us out of the character of Christ. So it's going to take time. So be patient with yourself, but make sure every day you're in the word of God, spending time with God. Remember the Bible tells us that in the beginning was the word. It's John in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. and The word became flesh and the world word, uh, word to my moment. I'm saying this to say in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God because God in the word is one. So when we don't have time, When we don't take time to spend with the word, in the word, we don't have time to spend with God. Okay. And Proverbs is saying, that's like what Proverbs is saying. That's when we're leaning to our own understanding and we're not acknowledging God in any of our ways for that day. And we're being wise in our own eyes. And God says, that's evil. Proverbs says, lean not to your own understanding." But in all your ways, acknowledge God and that he would direct your uh, path. Depart from evil and be not wise. Be not wise in your own eyes, but depart from evil. Because thinking that you're wise without God is evil. Okay? Okay. We're not wise without God. But guess what? When we do not acknowledge God in any of our ways, we ignore God in all our ways. Hold on. Wait a minute. There's no condemnation in it because you already know that we have to know the truth in order to be set free from a lie. Right. And that's what this is about but we deal we're going to deal with the real issues. We're going to go inside. We're going to go behind the scenes because I'm not impressed by this. Um what I want to know is do you have love in your life? I don't, I'm not impressed by the gifts or none of that. What I want to know is do you love people? That's what I want to know because you know what God loves people and this is what Jesus told us to look for. He looked for the love. You'll know them by their fruit. F R U I T. You'll know them by their fruit. Do they have love? Yes, they can preach. Yes, they can teach. Yes, they can sing. They can do all these things, but they mean as a snake. They are gifted, but they don't have love. So it's the gift that comes from God. The gift is not us. The gift comes from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. The gift comes from God. So don't be impressed by the gift. Look for the fruit. Do they have love? That's what you look for are they kind are they gentle okay galatians 5 and 22 it says but the fruit of the spirit is the first one is love love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control the law is not against such things now those who belong to christ jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires in other words Those who belong to Christ, they're no longer bent on wanting to do what their flesh wants to do. You know, we're not getting up every day saying, okay, God, how can I sin? How can I live a lifestyle contrary to you? You know, um, it's a difference in rebellion and ignorance. Rebellion is knowing what God says and still doing what you want. That's not a good place to be because when we're living a lifestyle, I said a lifestyle, of, 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 of re- disobedience. It's equal to the sin of witchcraft because we're exercising our will above God's will. The Bible tells us, in John, he said, whosoever say that they walk in fellowship with me, but yet still walk in darkness is a liar. And L-I-A-R, and the truth is not in them. Why? Because God is truth. The spirit of truth is not in them. If we're living, I'm talking about living a lifestyle that's contrary to who God is. Whosoever say that they will have fellowship with me, but yet walk in darkness, they are a liar and the truth is not in them. This is what the word says. It's in John. Look it up for yourself. So we're talking about when we say walk, we're talking about a daily lifestyle. We're not talking about falling down and getting back up. And so when we're, when we're bent on being rebellious, we live the way we, we say, God, I know what you say, but I don't care what you say. And really, we need to say it like that because really that's what we're doing. Because when we refuse to change our way for God's way, then we're bent on doing things our way, just like Balaam the prophet. We're bent on doing things our way and we don't care what God's saying. We need to say it like that because maybe saying it like that will bring conviction. I remember the day that the Lord said to me, probably when you don't... Um, When you don't believe me, you call me a liar. That crushed me. But I'm so glad he said it like that. Because that that made it real to me. Because see, without faith, it's impossible to please God, the Bible tells us. Right? So, to please God is to believe God. And to believe God, the way we know if we believe God is when we act on what he says. So, we can judge what we believe by how we live. And this is this, you know, we're called to judge ourselves and we judge ourselves. We won't have to be judged. I don't know about you, but I'm the main subject of my own life story. There's so much work that the Lord has to do in me that when I look at you, I'm humbled because I know my story. I'm not looking at you to judge you. I'm looking at you to love you. And even if I have to correct you, the Bible say faithful are the wounds of a friend I'm I'm trying to tell you something that's true, not to condemn you or to break you, but because I love you and God loves you, and it's something is to protect you. You know that's something the Lord taught me when he was uh, he, he was giving me that book, exposing the devil device. All my books are online at Amazon. You guys order my books online under Pearlie Martin books on Amazon. um but one of the things he brought out to me is that that when God is chastising us, because he chastised those that he loved, right? And those who have no chastisement are bastards, right? They're none, they're none of his, in other words. if we can do stuff, if we can live a lifestyle contrary to God and not feel the conviction of God. That's because we're probably none of his. Or our heart is so hard and that's not good because that leads to reprobate. Harden not your heart, okay? Don't do like they did in the day of rebellion. Don't harden not your heart. Okay, when we hear a word that comes forth and it convicts us or it convinces us, um, don't let it just inspire us, but let it change us. And what we do, Lord, give me wisdom to help me um, with this area in my life. We're the main subject of our own life. So I'm almost out of time here. But um, Galatians 5 and 22. But the fruits of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Twenty five. If we live by the spirit. Let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Let's walk in the Spirit, and let let us not become conceited or high-minded. Let us walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. We won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. In other words, walk in love and you won't do, you won't, you won't walk in idolatry, sorcery, hatred. And when we walk in love, we won't, we won't do Galatians 5, 19 through uh, 21. When we walk in the spirit, which is. Uh, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You see, these are opposite to Galatians 5.19. Sexual morality, moral impurity, promiscuous, promiscuity, idolatry. See, Galatians 5.22 is completely opposite to all of that. Galatians 5.22 is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, love, you know. And then read 1 Corinthians, I think it is uh, 13, the love chapter. It tells you what love is because that's who God is. God is love. And so when we're walking in fellowship with God, we're not going to be fulfilling the lust of the flesh. So this is how you can know which way are you going? Are you going your way or God's way? And no, there's no condemnation because today is another day we get to do what God say. So those areas in our lives, Father, we come before you today, this day, this second, this minute, this moment, and we repent and we ask that you forgive us. Father God, we turn around. We don't want to repeat the pattern. We want to change the pattern. And we ask that you give us wisdom and to show us how to do what we know because we know Bible verses and know how to do it. So Lord, give us wisdom to know how to do what we know. And we repent of those things that we know that was contrary to you. Um, you say your people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge or your people are destroyed because they don't know me, NLT Virgin says. So, Father, we will spend time again today, this day, getting in your word because you and your word is one. And when we spend time with your word, we're spending time with you. And I'm not talking about with Facebook or YouTube or even this podcast. that's a vitamin supplement. Listen to my, vid- my podcast on vitamin supplements. Nothing can take the place of your own personal time with God. In other words, otherwise, you're just getting a second hand from someone else. But the Lord wants you to taste and see. Father, we thank you for giving us a hunger and a desire for the word of God, the will of God, the way of God, and the desire, the things of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My time is getting ready to end here. So I got to go. You guys, please share this podcast. Go on, um, hit me up on Spotify, hit follow, leave a message. If you'd like to support us, hit the support button. Support our outreach, We Care. And go to our website, We Care 1966.us, and there's a donation button there. Um, you can donate to us. We're going to be having a closed giveaway. Uh, we're also going to be sponsoring a Christian Speed dating event. Go to my page, Dating Identifiers, uh, Mary in God's Way and I'll look up that video on that information. You guys be so blessed, be encouraged. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Don't get so caught up on what's not going right till you can't see what's going right, okay? I'm ending it here. You guys be so blessed and be encouraged. Again, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. I bless, pray that has been a blessing to you. Please share it so someone else can hear it too.